Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. Happiness is a dramatically popular topic today, as many are not feeling so happy. A very real issue, however, is whether you have the mental and physical ability to even adequately receive and retain happiness and further joy and hope. If you keep scrambling for happy moments, but they're not lasting, maybe you have a leak. Imagine I had a pitcher of your favorite beverage, wine or coffee, tea, soda, whatever, and you hold your mug, or your glass out. I pour in the glorious elixir. But alas, before your container reaches your lips, the liquid has drained out through multiple cracks and you end up with nothing. So you go back to refill only to never get it to your lips. So are you pursuing happiness, but some of it or all of it is falling through the cracks of your compromised body and mind, which don't have the capacity to contain it. We usually don't think this way. This is my Functional Friday episode, and I'm with Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and we talk through this very real and present issue, a growing issue in our culture today. What is causing the leaks and what to do about it? If you find value from this self-helpful podcast, we always appreciate a review. Uh, Let people know what you think about the show. Let us know. Best thing you can do is take these topics and continue the discussion talk about it with someone else, grapple with it, learn more from discussing it. You can always find and connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. You'll see a lot of new stuff there, new branding and positioning and kind of a culture we're creating around this show uh, done by my brother who is co-hosting with me a lot lately, Jared Angaza. And if you would like him to do some of that type of work for you, uh, which he is a master at, you can find him at Jared, J-A-R-E-D, Angaza, A-N-G-A-Z-A.com. He actually is my blood brother. He changed his last name, which is a cool story. Maybe we'll tell that someday. Next up, Dr. James and I discuss how to patch or better heal the leaks in your happiness, joy, and hope container. Randy, I, I, I do like that concept of, you know, the picture that has cracks in it to where I really want to speak to the people who feel like they are doing all the right things or they're doing so many things right. And we're going to affirm them in that, that they are, but and why do they, why are they not able to contain, hold and feel well to, and, and, and even to the emotions to feel joy and happiness. I, I think I, I know so many people who, again, feel like I'm doing it. I have no reason not to. And yet, and this isn't a psychology session, you know, well, do you have hope and purpose in your life, but looking at kind of the physiological mental aspects of, are there some cracks that are robbing you, depleting you, uh, and you're leaking out? Yeah, that's a very fair question and a fair statement at the beginning. And here we are back to a little bit of the bothness where there is going to be somebody who is rationally unhappy because their dog died. Mm -hmm. And that feeling does have chemical roots. 
we and and that's where the science is pretty incredible to to understand neurotransmitters and things like that and then it's also very real and many people will have experienced yeah but my my dog didn't die and i had a pretty good night of sleep i had a pretty good exercise the the marriage is going okay the business is okay but i don't feel happy or whatever that word then becomes for that person this is actually within medical world i would say pretty common mm-hmm. i mean antidepressants are in the top 10 of of prescriptions drugs used it's very common well sure so again then they're treating the symptoms of that but i just you know i recall the patients that were coming in here back when you and i first you know really uh, engaged with the functional medicine model and you go in deep with people and it seems like that's what so often the feeling was and i and my avatar as we were talking before was seems like so often it would be a woman who would come in and she's middle aged she's got kids She's got a you know a good marriage. She's got they've got good income. It just it seems like everything's there, and she's doing these things, uh, so many of the right things, eating well and you know exercising and trying to do that, and yet it's just struggling. By the time they come here, I would hear you know I'm at my wits end. I'm I'm ex- exasperated. I'm I'm mad because Irritated. all the other doctors yeah say that I should be yeah, the tests look fine. I should be good, and I am I'm not happy and. You know, again, we could go big and say, you know, do you have faith? Do you have purpose in your life? And those are big things. And, you know, purpose is one of the pillars that we that we talk about. I really on this one wanted to stick more to kind of a clinical focus, though, of you going, yeah, here are some of the cracks I see. And if you are cracked down here, all those things, you're cracked down here. How can you hold happiness, joy, uh, peace? Because uh, there's a so, an infection almost. Well, I, w- I want to go back. A minute to where you, your avatar person, yeah. commonly women, but not uncommonly men. I would say commonly men too. That they're irritated, and you said, you know, because the doctor has said, well, your labs look fine, you should be fine. Normally, what happens is the doctor has already said many times, you're depressed, taking an antidepressant, mm. right? That that's the the five minute application. Somebody comes in and says, you know, and you go down the clinical questions of somebody like that and do you feel is it hard for you to feel happy do you feel a little bit hopeless do you feel a little bit helpless you know so on the clinical side of things you'd say well yeah i think you have depression yeah here is a medication what you are putting out there as i'm as i'm hearing you is but why and on that yes we can talk about psychology and and uh, a a bigger mission passion purpose kind of a thing and and i think we will touch on that but is there like we have laid out in our show if you have input output recovery relationships as a foundation that's the word that we use and the analogy or picture that i would use is all of us are walking around on four cornerstones mm-hmm. of a foundation of our lives Input, output, relationship, recovery. And if there's cracks, can somebody's lack of happiness, lack of joy, simply ebb out? And I would say a resounding, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is pretty common. Even even the you saying that made me think about even the aspect. Sometimes I'm amazed that I'm out on a run and everything's good. I get the littlest pebble and it is the most frustrating thing. 
And I think it's just a little pebble. And I just, I don't want to stop it. Keep running. And it's the littlest pebble. And ultimately it takes my joy away, that little thing. And it grinds away. And if I don't do something about it, it'll, it'll, it'll give you a blister. I mean, it does manifest that that thing. So back to that, it seems like everything should be okay. Why can't I hold on to joy? What is that festering thing, that crack that's leaking out that, that rub, whatever, and then, you know, that's where I, I hear you sometimes come to, you know, issues of, you know, an autoimmune, you know, something that's something's wrong down here. And it, it so here we have to say, can is it can somebody literally have a clinical or um, uh, biochemical uh, what in the past they call, a chemical imbalance? Like I have a chemical depression. Mm hmm. Yes, but why? Why did your chemicals right. go awry? Everything, every single thing, we could flip it around the other day, uh, the other way. People don't walk around and say, I have a chemical joy. It's funny. <laughs> you know, okay. and, and so, and in well, fact... A good wine. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> there's, there's other chemicals out there that can right, right. rob you. Too much wine will, right. you know, alcoholism is, is part and parcel with depression a lot of times yeah so let me bring in the other side of this as we're talking about glass half empty glass half full sort of ways to think about something is so even this morning you and i we, we met this morning you did not say hey i just i kind of feel like i need to tell you something I, i'm just really happy right I'm, I'm just really full of joy today if something had happened bad on the other side, you, you might very well have gone to a friend and said, gosh, I just, I am off. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm not happy or something like that. Hmm. But nobody ever, and I think this will resonate with people, nobody ever knows somebody who walks around and just says, I'm happy. Yeah. It's, it is fine. It's, well, there it's, it seems like it's just the negativity of humanity. We come around and go, oh, man, I'll never believe what I... And we True. share the negative. Now, we may come in and go, oh, my gosh, we're going to go to Paris. And you, you share an exciting event that you're going to do that you're excited about, but you don't share the feeling, the feeling and say, that. I'm excited. But we will share the negative. Man, I just, I'm just feeling grumpy today. I'm sorry. You know, or I'm just... Just, yeah, whatever. So, so when on our very first appointment with patients and as I'm then asking them, because it's a common, it's a very common thing that brings somebody into the office. I am so not happy. I'm yeah. depressed. I'm anxious. I'm that I, I need, I got to turn something around and now I'm going to go see a doctor. Well, and, and on that, and then generally the reason they're coming to see you is to say, and I don't and want, I don't want a medicine. Drug. Yeah. Right. And, right. and yeah. so one of my homework requirements of them will be to you know, we talk about true life. What is your true life? And, and you can say happy, but you, I, well, I take that back. I don't let them say happy. In fact, I say, as you're describing for me your true life so that I know as your doc, where am I trying to help you get to? You may not say happy. You may define happy, but you can't say, doc, I just want to be happy. You, would ne you have never raised one of your kids to say, you know, son, you deserve to be happy. This is a primary, fundamental thing. You, we're gonna, we're gonna end the world to make you happy. Now, you did say you deserve to be loved. I will die for you to be loved. I will die for you to be clothed and fed and have a house. That's about all I'll die for. Mm -hmm. You have to do a lot of work to define what happy is. So, 
So there again, and I don't want people who are feeling unhappy to think, oh my gosh, there's another thing I got to do. It's my fault that I haven't defined or done my homework or thought about it or whatever else. And, and of course, so I'm giving them a gentle, you need to be able to define what happy, do you need a million dollars? Do you need a big ice cream? I mean, you know, we could be facetious about it. No, it's, I love it. So happy. And now we've got 10% happier. We got all kinds of happy books now. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of why I brought this topic in and used the word happy even in the intro because it is. It's a buzzword. And by proxy, I look at it. If we keep seeing that, it's obviously people want that because they must not be happy. And I think that we're seeing that. We have more apathy, more more uh, discontent, more dissatisfaction here in America where it's the most influent. We have every reason, theoretically, to be the happiest Ever And my gosh, as we record this in June of 2020, and we just come out of, you know, COVID and now we're into the height of post COVID post COVID. Well, yeah, post COVID, but then in the height of the racial and now racial. Yeah. I mean, tension. there's not, there's nothing happy in the news at all, which is why you got the one guy who did the happy news, the actor guy. I don't remember his name. He did the happy news and just sold it for a billion dollars or something ridiculous, but we're, we want to be happy. So I love that. What, why, what would make me happy? I, I, I still feel that heartburn towards the person who's looking around going, I have no reason not to be. Why True. am I not? I, we don't have, you don't have heartburn. You have conviction and, yeah. and concern and, and it's, it's, uh, empathy <laughs> is I, and I just told you that yesterday morning I woke up and I had an unhappy day. Yeah. But I had a, a an unhappy night with not enough sleep. Yeah. And and I and I just it hit me like gosh even. Well, that, I mean, here just just to hit on a on a on a specific, because I I know that we are and this is I mean honestly this show we primarily are talking about the psychology and the conceptual aspects of health and wellness and not the prescriptive hey if you want to feel better take this pill take this whatever but on that sleep alone if we look at just sleep which is a primary pillar and we know I mean I know the stats are out there I don't know what to believe but whatever they are. A higher percent, a high high percent, maybe the highest ever, and continue to grow of the average person out there. And I'll just pick on America is tired. They are lacking proper sleep, and they probably have been for a long time, maybe all their lives. Yeah, is underslept. How to be happy? I I can't. I can't be. So I'll I'll wait. I'll put that up there. There's a crack that I am not (laughs) capable. If I am sitting in my, you hear hear me. I complain about a lot. If I'm sitting at my desk and we've had lunch, and I'm over here going, man, my eyes are heavy. I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling. I didn't sleep well last night, or I've been, you know, stressed out, or you know, whatever it is. That's hard to be happy, no matter what the circumstances are. If you're tired. it's so critical, like what you said, we call it a pillar, we call it a foundation, it is medical, and it's also so commonsensical that it doesn't float well in America. Sleep is non-negotiable. So why was I frustrated yesterday? I should have said, you know what, it's bad, I'm just going to go take a nap. You know, why didn't I, it's kind of like saying, I'm going to strap my right arm behind my back and then complain that my baseball glove doesn't fit well on my left hand. Mm-hmm. Well, you just you, you you just took away the very thing that is specifically built for your brain to be recovered and resilient and all of those things. And that's just sleep. Not to mention the many other things that go on in 
what is the the chemistry of joy and satisfaction and contentment and peace what is that biochemistry it, it will never be in a pill it will be related to your sleep guaranteed well and i you know we we didn't craft this show as as we don't and i, I don't want it to be just about sleep Mm-mm. but man it's tempting to not want to put that at, at almost the top of the list because even if i do have these other things wrong what is one of the ingredients that helps me deal with them best whatever that ailment mm-hmm. might be sleep I mean, that is your healing. Yeah, but it, it's a very easy segue to say, well, did you exercise yesterday? Well, no. In fact, I woke up mad because we had a gorgeous night and I wanted to go hike, but something happened and we didn't do it. And I was frustrated about that, too. So there was that. Maybe that was well, a part. Yesterday in June in uh, Woodland Park where we live, it was snowing. <laughs> so. yeah, we got woke up to yeah. four inches of snow. Yeah. <clears throat> and exercise is one of the only ways that you're going to generate BDNF, um, which is a brain chemical intimately related to your attitude. You can't go buy it. You can't put it in Which your is, mouth. But, it, but, it, but Mary, we went from sleep to exercise. How hard is it to get the gumption to exercise, especially if you don't enjoy it a whole lot, when you're tired? It's, it's, oh, my true. gosh. It's terrible. Very, well, let's just stay on that because you can tell I get a little animated about <clears throat> that topic. Is if What's the best medicine, so to speak, for exercise? A really good night's sleep. Okay. <laughs> what, what's the best medicine for a really good night's sleep? A really good exercise that day. So if you go the opposite, your tendency to wake up tired is a tendency to not exercise, is a tendency to wake up tired, and it's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. In contrast to a virtuous circle that everybody's, again, it's so common sense, everybody sort of knows it, I should get a good night's sleep so that I can uh, exercise, so that I can get a good night's sleep, but then the... Worries of the day creep in there. The, the worries of the day, and then we're you know chicken or the egg too. Because if you got somebody, and let's let's take a clinical thing, an autoimmune, okay, issue that's wrecking the sleep. Okay, right. That there's a clinical issue that's also impacting. I have insomnia. I have sleep disruption. If it's well, because you have patients who come in here and say, I'm sleeping. Yeah, I'm sleeping 14 hours. I can't hardly get out of bed, and I'm nothing helps. Right. So famously, there is going to be sleep apnea. Right. That they 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 sleep. They're in the bed 14 hours, but they are not having restful, rhythmic, quality sleep. It's broken sleep so they're not waking up rested and why might that be we're back into the clinical side of things they could have a cortisol spike in the middle of the night because of their insulin and glucose mismanagement and so their body actually thinks i'm hungry and gives them a little signal a little cortisol spike and when they have a normal um sort of wake up and snuffle you know the kind of you just turn over and you come out of stage whatever sleep and you go up a notch to stage one. But if the cortisol is too high, you just maybe wake up a little bit and you can't quite yeah. get back down. So you have and, – and then up here we, have, we live at high altitude, so that puts pressure on any kind of sleep apnea. And then to hit a lot of people out there, if you snore, that is pathology on your sleep. You cannot be sleeping as effectively as you would have been. Yeah. And we did a show on that, right? So that so it th- well here we are talking about happiness, joy, peace, contentment, which many people would say that's the number one 
reason for existence in life sure. is to experience that. And we have 30 plus percent people who are underslept. It's an it's a pandemic. It's another pandemic that gets no checks in the mail from the government. No, it's a slow it's a, boil that's it's cooking the, the slow frog. boil. And yeah, if it came and, out acutely like coronavirus, it would be it, catastrophic. It, that's right. That's right. We and then and we haven't even touched on the food. We haven't touched on the other things that you know the con- connection with food and, or nutrition and one sense of contentment and peace and joy. Right, food can create such a response. And then you can fall into the depths of misery and shame of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I ate that whatever. Mm. And and the swings there, how does that impact your happiness? Well, a lot. Well, and you talk about that, the, the swings. You know, of course, we think of mood swings. And I feel like that's a common thing, too, is people being aware. I mean, intelligent, health-minded people and being aware of man, these, these little things in my life, you know, life is, life is good as a t-shirt, you know, slogan goes, life is good. Why are these little things? I just, I'm, I'm going off kilter, you know, off the deep end on these little things. Why do they, like, why is their capacity or uh, resilience so low? I think that's one that we see people and it doesn't make sense to us. And is it, yeah, is it sleep well, or am I getting good sleep? And it's some other crack <laughs> or fester. It's I'm thinking of the Snickers commercial. All right. Where you're not yourself when you're hungry. Do you know right. those commercials? So it, it's so common in America that, you know, somebody gets hangry. Yeah, right. And, and you hand them a, a Snickers bar. So what's the crack in that? Is, is the crack hunger in that? Per- and, and of course, you know, we've talked about fasting on the show. I would say, no, your crack is not a deficiency of a Snickers bar or sugar. The crack, the many cracks in that person's system is you have put sugar in there so often it has chewed away one of the cracks in your foundation and you're leaking out of that. You cannot maintain a resilient attitude. As I said, or even my, just my appetite. The crack is my appetite that just wants it for no that good That controls reason. you. Yeah. Yes. So I like that uh, mind picture that we've created. What is that crack down there? And is it my unreasonable expectation of an unreasonable happiness like i i wish i had a million dollars or is it my appetites my um and and that is not how so many people think they wake up and they're just they're surprised at their unhappiness and and we live in a culture that that can't tolerate it or won't tolerate it won't get to the root of it because we don't want to take that responsibility it's hard work. I mean, it's the complex, you know, hard work. Sometimes I wonder if these, these shows, you know, people can relate to some of it, but you, at the end you want an answer. And, and it's, there's so many things, uh, you know, my, my brother said, listen to the show that we should call it, uh, all the above, all <laughs> the above and, and all, all the hard work. Oh yeah. That it's How to not have an easy life. What are, <laughs> I, I do want I want to, I don't know if this is fair, but to ask you, from some of your patients, you know, what are some, are there some, just, just that I know that it could be an unlimited list, but some primary culprits. So, so we talked yeah. about sleep uh, on the chemical side. I'd yeah. say high up on the list is vitamin D, a vitamin D. So if somebody who's doing that and they have a vitamin D deficiency, right. It seems so small. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm, well, so I is your pebble. 
Oh, true. Okay. True. True. <laughs> or, but why, or a splinter. So, but why, I, honestly, I know you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Why vitamin D? Literally, just because we don't, we're not out in the sun enough. Where should we be getting it? Uh, yeah. So, so, so now uh, on the clinical side, and and that's a great question. So, it's and I talk about this all day long with with people in various scenarios, and would say, okay, we live in an environment. We are high latitude long we're north <laughs> we are, we're north and and high altitude so to, to five minutes ago it's it's june and i went and ran and turned the heat off because yeah. the building kicked on and thought it was too cold but we know the sun's coming up and so we're in june and you're still wearing winter clothes uh, yeah, i know and and so you can't get the sun and everybody kind of has heard of seasonal affective disorder in the winter time and, and that kind of thing. The sun goes away, but it is very real. It is clinical. It is measurable, and so every patient gets a, a vitamin D but measurement. But hold on. But you're talking about literal sun is hitting my skin and I'm absorbing some, right? Uh, well, when it comes to vitamin D, it hits it hits something in your skin that creates then a chemical reaction that then creates vitamin okay, D. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was my point, though. So even though somebody who lives in Florida, let's take the old person who okay, lives in Florida, true, true. who still this, never sees the sun, man, they keep themselves covered well, up or inside. Yes, and people who do see the sun. So Texas, California, Florida, there's still a relative, not as high as here. Uh, incidence of vitamin D, and let's use the word insufficiency, not deficiency. Okay. Like, where's the right, where's the gray for this for one particular person? But we see this in Florida as well. And I would say probably because not it's not just vitamin D in a vacuum, but does the skin have the other things going on that it needs in order to do skin stuff? Like, has it not been burned a million times? Mm. So when you just poked at my, you know, most commonly burned spot is top of your wrists, forearms, yeah. face, face, neck, yeah. ears. And people say, oh, I'm out in the sun all the time. And it's like that is damaged skin. Yeah. So we tell people, again, up here, the problem is you got to be clothed and out of the wind. Or you got to be out of the wind and in the sun, but it's naked sun would be the best, right? So white, you know gluteal cheeks getting sun that's that's probably pretty good conversion into vitamin d and now we're at a place where the science doesn't really know is that better <laughs> i didn't know it, that so i can just stick my butt out in the sun and that's that would be better than sticking your face out my face has the <laughs> and my face has the right you know cycling for so many years that's right so i wouldn't trust that kind of sun exposure to yeah. get your vitamin d level okay so so you're a little bit low and we could say well let's measure it and say yeah gosh I mean, just yesterday was a teenager here whose chief complaint was X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, and it, I think it hit her and her chief complaint was acne. And uh, one of the vitamin D was low. And the other th the second thing I'm going to mention for your brain, too, is is omega-3. And we can measure that. And Okay, well, let me let me be the ignorant on that because it's, it is one of the things I've – I just trust you. I have no idea why because to some degree I think, seriously, fish oil – do, why do I need... No, I didn't say fish oil. I said omega-3. Wait, not what it is? That's a way to get it. What's another one? So, so that's... Thank you, Kevin, for making a mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to be the ignorant person that you can correct. <laughs> Let me correct you. Um, it, it is... So God did not make you with a deficiency of sardines. Exactly, which is why I'm wondering, <laughs> what, what is with this? Come on. It, but you do have a... It's called an essential fatty acid. And so chemically, the word essential means you can't make it. You have okay. to go and get it. 
like water. You can't make enough water for you to survive. If you don't drink water, you're going to die. Right. Okay. Same with a lot of other things. But your body makes a lot of cholesterol. You don't need to go and eat raw, pure cholesterol. Your body will make way more than you could ever eat. Okay. That's another confusing thing for people out there in the cholesterol world. But essential fatty acids are essential. So some of them, omega-3s and 6s and 9s, are, you know, they're famous now because people talk about them. Yeah. And it's like, you know, only America, well, largely in America, do we talk about, you know, f- fats, vitamins, proteins, and, and because that's become our culture. So omega-3s, here's your choices. You can... Can you get them on a purely plant-based, no, you know, if you're a vegan and that kind of thing? And the answer is yes, but it's really hard. So now you're talking about algae and gobs of other kinds of oils in order to, for the body to transition that to an omega-3. So it's, it's, a, it's doable, but difficult. Um, and if you're going to go and eat, can you eat animals that have good fat? And I would say yes, you get some from meats and fish and that kind of thing. But famously, whereas a lot of it... Well, in the livers of a cod or, you know, liver has a good amount, but, you know, a liver, you're going to go and eat somebody's liver. And I'd say, boy, that animal had lived, should have lived pretty clean. And then it would be a good, healthy thing to eat. And famously, it's the small fish. So I'll, if, if somebody's interested, I'll explain all that. But the boil down, like, like we just said a few minutes, people want, what's the boil down? And I'll say, okay, you're either going to eat small fish, sardine, anchovy, herring. Do you like fish? And they go and they curl their nose up. And I say, and okay, that one's they, out. They do like fish. They, a lot of them don't like those. They, right. They want salmon yeah. and other kinds of, you know, white fish, tilapia, and those, there's less oil. Yeah. And they tend to be more farmed. That's, and uh, which is that's, yeah. bad oil now. Okay. So small fish. Wait, can, can we just hit on that too? Because this is something that, uh, it's so disconcerting. Yeah, the fact that these farm-raised fish. I, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not a scientist. I don't do this, but uh, there's enough smart people that are saying at this point that a farm-raised fish is just as bad as your worst chicken, beef, whatever. It's just got crap in it. Yeah, Frankenfish. Yeah, which is farm-raised and GMO. Now we're genetically modifying the fish itself, and what they eat is genetically modified, and now you're combining that. And and I well, like up people here to up here tilapia. I mean, I'm, I we of course we're in a small mountain town up in the mountains, but I'm not aware of tilapia available up here. That is wild. It's only farm, so we don't eat it anymore. Uh, we don't. Yeah, yeah. no. If you're going to buy, well, it could be frozen. If you, I haven't found I, even that. I, I haven't, haven't either. I, yeah. I, I, it could be, could exist. Yeah, but here people are going to catch their own trout or, you know, whatever. Or other ones are flown in and then tend to be the common fish if they're wild caught with salmon and tuna. Canned sardines and things like that, again, how is it canned? How is it caught? How is it processed? Because we don't have sardines and anchovies. So here we are in the – we did a show back on our our industrialized food system. Here I'd refer people to Mark Hyman and Food Fix um, to understand the food industry and how – and here's another true statement that people don't really know. But when we talk about – uh, greenhouse effect and climate change. Probably the the biggest you know carbon footprint of humans on the planet is our food production system. Yeah, and so in that a surprise to many people, it, it dwarfs the automobile and and those kind of things. So not to say oh don't worry about the, those kind of pollutions, but to understand when you. Creating the system that creates a frankenfish or something else, it is harming the environment over here yeah. as well as probably your body. 
And so we're back to, are you either going to eat wild-caught small fish? Most most Americans kind of go, eh, no. Well, you can eat good wild-caught salmon tuna twice a week because we don't want to, uh, we have to be worried about mercury exposure at that level. And then, uh, or you're going to pay somebody else to squish it into a bottle for you. Or you're going to do it through algae and sort of weird stuff. And, and there again, the commercial production of algae and those kind of foods so that a vegan can take his fish oil pill. Yeah. It, it's this weird, complex place that we're in. And we say all that, and that's the reason why I buy the pill. Yeah, me too. And, I'm, I, and I do try to eat the, we probably have fish twice, probably twice a week. Uh, uh, we do too. Well, yeah. Twice with, and you and I do sushi and. Oh, yeah. So probably twice a week, but we don't do sardines. I think I could we, muscle down a sardine, but I can wouldn't. too. But you just in your breath is wrecked the rest it's of the day. Not <laughs> enjoyable. It's not. It's not. Anyways, okay. So back to that. So so yeah. From a prescriptive standpoint, you're pulling out vitamin D. You're pulling out. Let, let me go on the omegas yeah, with sure. the brain. Your your brain is fat. Your brain is wrapped. Your nerves are wrapped in a fat layer, and most of us are. We're not underfatted, we're bad fatted. Right? We we don't eat good fat and then we even if we do yeah, we so tend to eat the too fat much. and the Big Mac, it's bad fat. It's bad fat. The good fat in an avocado. Right. Which yeah, to that, an avocado, I mean that's a you talked about uh, actually a lot of the doc, you know, hymen and Mercola and whatever, I mean avocados are uh daily. One or two avocados, eating them. I, I've gotten to where I eat them enough now. I don't enjoy them as much as I used well, to. But it's, well, well, that's what I was just vitamin. getting ready to say. You're likely to ruin your avocados. I kind of have because I'm. But I'm gonna, what, if it's a if it's a vitamin, I mean, well, where where are the other places you get? I yeah, mean, but Kevin, we. I'm saying theoretically, <laughs> you can kill yourself with too much of anything. Right. Okay. Well, where else are you getting fats? Nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So on cooking on your, with uh, your so coconut oil. You, well, or eating. Yes, coconut oil and avocado oil. So all your oils, mm-hmm. and and those should you should. Well, don't say all your oils. Uh, you're I assuming, was just getting ready to say okay. good ones. You need yeah. to be picky about your oil. Yeah, and uh, extra virgin, cold pressed, organic sources. It's worth paying the extra money for because these oils, if they are cheaper and shelf stable and all of that, they're bad oils, and. You know, the Western oil and corn oil and vegetable oil and probably canola oil and all of those oils. I just say, don't do those. They can't. What we grew up on. What we all grew up on. And you you can't expect a brain. And then we're going back to that woman who's 35 and a little stressed. And she's thought, but, you know, why? And I said, well, if you have been eating these kinds of things. And so for 35 years, there's a deficiency of this and a super efficiency of something bad for you. I would look at somebody and say, why do you think your brain would work well? If you don't put the simplistic oil in, in your car, if you put oil in the gas tank and gas in the oil tank, why would you be surprised if the car isn't going to work right? right? And so that's vastly oversimplified but at the beginning you said hey there's the psychology over here which is infinitely complex but over here the simplistic i look at somebody and say you either get naked sun or you're gonna take a vitamin d Mm -hmm. those are your two or you're gonna be low you're gonna choose to be a little low and run the risk you might get depression you might not now vitamin d and omegas we can just stick with that because those are so deep into your foundation if we're looking down at our four cornerstones down here does low omegas impact the health of your elbow over here 
Uh, yes. Does it impact your brain? Yes. Your hormones? Yes. Your so it's it's a root issue. <clears throat> to use the car analogy for this root issue, because in the car we might say, well, what if your spark plugs are missing? And I would say, well, what if your car has low carbon? Okay. Maybe, well, one day your steering wheel is bent. Or maybe one day your, your roof caves in on you, right? It, and it roves around because the car is trying to put the carbon in the right spot for that day. And your body is doing that, is, is trying to allocate resources here or there to the vital organs, the vital tissues, and pull it away from someplace else. So yeah. people will say, well, one day I was totally fine. I, ha- I didn't have depression or anything. And then on the next day, something, but a thousand things changed. From the amount of sunlight that you're in because the seasons are changing to, again, so many variables. So that is one of the things that we do do in the clinic is to say on the clinical side. Now, here's where I put on the MD hat because people don't have that expertise, that knowledge. And I and we walk partner together to say, how can we work together to not only because if it's just plop a vitamin D in there, you're probably not going to win on your goals either if you don't also pay attention to your marriage and your job and all the other things that we talk about but if you do pay attention so here's the woman who's doing all of those things but this critical ingredient is missing well that that's the easy Well, and to deal with those life circumstances and those negatives, to be strong, to be resilient, we're talking about bolstering as we always are, bolstering this mind and body so that we can deal with the realities of life in in the best way that we possibly yeah. can. You know, talking talking about just the, the vitamins and stuff and uh, vitamin B, where does that fit in as well? Because I know that's something that you've done here. Hey, go get a vitamin B shot. See if you feel anything. I remember you did that with me. I got it. Didn't feel anything else. Ah, You must not be deficient in that. But some people get those and uh, oh my gosh, it's, you know, life changing. Lights came on in my brain or my body. So the better. And where do they get that? Where should they be getting that normally naturally? I don't take a vitamin. Well, I do take a multivitamin. Okay, that, that's it. I'm going to take a deep breath. That's a big topic because now we're going to be here forever because then you can say, what about vitamin K? What about biotin? What about a thousand more things? I know, but there are some top of the list ones. You, you just named some top of the list ones. Now we could look at everything, but top of the list, you'll check vitamin D. You'll check. So what you- is the most important vitamin, Kevin? I don't do that. I know. I know better than that. I'm looking for the like. If somebody's out there going, okay. Well, hey, I can go try vitamin D and see if I feel. See that? That's that. Now here, I get it. I understand what you're asking, but there's well, there's there's a problem there because that's what people do. I know. They they say I feel bad. I heard some people talk about vitamins. I'm going to yeah. wander around the aisles of natural grocers. Essential and pick oils. One. That must be because they are essential. <laughs> or they're now deemed that they must not be. Well, but but for real. But you do have people. You're not giving of all those things. You don't come in and have people take a vitamin, whatever this shot. You do B. Yeah. Why? Because as we're looking outside at people walking on the street, there is statistics, right? So epidemiologically. If you look at a guy out on the street, you, you would bet a lot of money to say that guy is low in something. Sure. 
You too, me too. Sure. Okay. So, so that's true. And, and the science has kind of said, yes, if we, and if we pick on vitamins and vegetables, most people walking around in America are actually quite low in their vegetable intake. So oh. it stands to reason they are quite low in those vitamins and minerals. Oh. And then when you go and do the nutrition <clears throat> science studies that are trying to ascertain those kinds of questions, then yes, omegas and, and vitamin D and vitamin B are going to be high on magnesium are going to be high on the list. And, and like I said, those things tend to be involved in a lot of, or many varied biochemical processes. Other ones like, uh, um, biotin or something might be more specialized in its role in hair or skin or collagen or, or, or things like that. So it is reason is it reasonable to say one's more important than the other? And I would say, okay, yes, as long as you remember, you know, what's more important, your right arm or your left, yeah. right? It, they're, they're essential for wellness. But if you are going to make a choice about, hey, we only have so much time, so much energy, so much money, so much whatever, I can't take 50 tablets a day. Is there a way to think about some of these things? And I would say yes. As long as people maintain a strong caveat that we're not saying everybody should go out and do this right. stuff. But things to consider or whatever. You know, you know, and on that though, we talked about autoimmune a couple of times. I know that you I know that you deal in this and I see it more and more. Just like we, you know, there was a time when we didn't see so much about omegas and fish oil and stuff. Um, it seems like hormones is such a common discussion and i know you deal with it a lot you know so for the average person out there so you, you just mixed up autoimmune and hormones yeah so those are different things it, no no i'm talking about uh, yeah like common um common ailments that are out ro- there that are out there that seem to be robbing people oh. so if somebody's out there and again let's take let's take the woman avatar who's doing the things right it, you know why am i not happy is this as far as a crack that seems to be one that you i hear you dealing with more and more sure. let's look at your hormones and of course we can ask you know why is that off and of course, we're, we're right back to we're the right same back spot. To, in fact i'm going to smile at that because your hormones, the building block of hormones, the actual infrastructure is fat, cholesterol. Okay. And you and I grew up in an anti-cholesterol world. So especially 40, 50, 60-year-olds now, they grew up in their young years thinking cholesterol was bad. Right. So is that a reason why women would have a really bad menopause? Yes, it's one of the many reasons why you're, you have hot flash, vaginal dryness, poor libido, those kinds of things. And, and a woman goes into menopause expecting that. She thinks that's normal. Uh-huh. Just like on the other end, a teenager goes into 15 years old expecting acne and bloating and PMS and a bad menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's so common, it's normal. Mm-hmm. So you're... Omega-3 and cholesterol level, essential fatty acids are directly related to that. And by the way, so is vitamin D. Vitamin D is actually a pro-hormone. But you've got people doing those things well, doing seemingly all, you know, so many things well, and still on a hormone cream or a hormone pill or whatever. Sure. If they're, if, if, if. Uh, no different than you could be exercising your body really well, and one day you might pull a hamstring, right? And you're still going to use a crutch for a time, yeah. And that is how I would look at that. 
Do you with the hormone stuff? So if you if you prescribe a let's say a cream to a lady to help uh, regulate her hormones, can she get off of it? Are you inspecting her to you? 50-50. Okay. So let's say somebody comes to 50 years of age and they've got 50 years behind them of smoking, drinking, hard living and whatever, I would say there's less likelihood you're going to okay. dig out of that pit. Okay. But let's just say it was gosh, I had if, as I'm asking all those questions in their history and they say, no, I didn't have any of those things. I didn't have any acne. I didn't have any infertility. I didn't have any problems. It's just these last few, you know, uh, the, the hot flashes are just, you know, instead of one a month, I have one a night. And, and then we say, well, let's address all these other issues and give you maybe a hormone medication for a time. And I would tell that person, I think there's an 80% chance you can come off of this. Okay. Right. And I, I, that's a great question. And I think people need to hear it in that gray area. There's no algorithm for <clears throat> hormone wellness uh, any more than there's an algorithm for. Any- well, and I've and you've helped me just with the, as much as you would be the doc who's you know, not going to try to prescribe a drug or a pharmaceutical or, or whatever, that you also have grace with it so that if there's something in me and I'm doing a lot of the right things, of course, I'm never doing it perfectly. I'm still not meditating like I should, and I'm still not uh, you know, eating perfectly, but I'm doing a good job, mm-hmm. and yet I am broken in some place for whatever reason, and that hormone drug or that you know pharmaceutical helps me maintain a, a pretty solid level on one hand, we could say, you know, again, why do I need it? I should not need it necessarily. But if it, their brokenness happens, and if I am and it helps me, then God bless the pharmaceutical for that. Uh, Absolutely. You, and the, it's just another application of intelligence and wisdom and a yeah. tool. Yeah. If, if, if you come in and say, I need to bang the nail into the wood we're not going to say, well, the pharmaceutical industry made these hammers and, and we don't like the pharmaceutical industry. So don't use a hammer. Yeah. Let's bang it in with your shoe. And I will. So to use that analogy, women will come in and everybody might know sort of that woman who is like pro woman. I am woman. Hear me roar. And and, you know, my hormones are great. It's not a hot flash. It's a power surge. This is, you know, and she she was I am not doing any pharmaceutical anything. Right. Um, OK. I mean, that's. There's a great tool for this nail that you want to bang in. Mm-hmm. You can't sleep. You can't. You're tired. Whatever else. You have ten hot flashes a night. Well, we could probably help you feel better pretty quick. I, I, I know. That, I know. For me, man, I'm going to do everything I can not to have to be uh, on some med. But if I'm doing a pretty good job and I'm not quite where I want to be, and a med can help me, I I go to bed, man. I'm, yeah. I, I, they're not evil. They yeah. can be evil. Yeah. Just like sex. Just like wine. Just like whatever. And, and so. Now, but in our culture, yeah. where we have this you know, phrase of big pharma, and it's negative, it's, it's such a shame. Like, they, they do such a good job. Well, yeah, for, of course you know that. It's messy. Ultimately, it's messy. coming back to what you said, if I am uh, exercising and pull a hamstring, break an ankle, whatever, I'm going to be on a crutch. And what our traditional medicine, uh, medicine has done now is just say, well, just here's a crutch. Go ahead and have another one, too, and just use crutches the rest of your life. That, that, that's right. And so people have a crutch on this leg, a crutch on that leg. They have a crutch for their brain and a crutch for their arm. And we call it high blood pressure medicine, high cholesterol yeah. medicine, and an antidepressant. And those four, uh, so one of the phrases, you know, if you're over 40 and you're in sort of middle-class America, it is likely, mm-hmm. better than 50, I'm going to bet a lot of money that there is high 
blood pressure or high cholesterol or high weight Mm -hmm. or high blood sugar or high depression or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So those five things, the American high life right there. (laughs) The American high life. Okay. I I want to, I want to, you know, to to circle back on this, you mentioned the book, uh, 10% happier. It was written by Dan Harris. He's a news anchor. I, I had him on uh, the Ziegler show, long time ago, whenever that book came out. But just to take that as an example, so he's looking at that, and he had a nervous breakdown on national television. You can go find it, Dan Harris uh, breakdown or whatever, and you'll see it. It's nothing huge. He's sitting there doing his news thing, and all of a sudden, he kind of just can't get the words out. So he literally kind of had a nervous breakdown, and and now he goes into it, and 10% Happier is a kind of a non-hoodoo guru look at meditation, and he just needed to slow down, which I can relate to. And so he did, he adjusted his lifestyle and meditation and, and looked at it. Now he was also amongst that, yeah, the high life as you're talking about and running and gunning. And he was, I think he was doing some meds, maybe even some drugs at that time. And it had escalated. So he just, you know, made a life shift 10% happier. It's a big podcast now too, that he has, but he's looking at that as meditation. And so again, if we look back at this and the common that's kind of what drove me to this topic. The common things that we think about, why am I not happy? Why am I not resilient? Why do these little, seemingly little things derail me when it looks like my life, my relationships, I got good relationships, I've got you know good work, I've got, I've got income, um, I, I should be happy and I'm not, that we may look and go, yeah, where's your spiritual life? Are you lacking something there? You know, a, a greater picture. Do you have purpose, which I'd say is a part of spirituality too, but do you have purpose? Are you, do you have meaningful uh, work, whether that's literal employment or not, but something meaningful you apply? Those are huge things. I'm just wanting, again, to take this over here to that person who feels like everything's lining up because I feel like that's who I've seen come into the practice and to say, yeah, you you literally have a, you know, a, a a metabolic or a, a clinical reason, a thing happening, a pebble in your shoe that could be theoretically to keeping you from the capacity to hold that in there because it is depleting you somewhere. It is you're leaking out or it's an infection in there that we can literally get to how great that'd be if we vitamin D changed my life. I could be happy now. Okay. That's pretty rare, but pretty rare in the realm of possibilities. Are there these physiological mind body things that you can address? I mean, and, and you are, and somebody's now able to contain that happiness, that yeah. joy. Yeah. So I, the, well said, because the way you said that clearly indicates that it's rare that it's one thing. Right. My vitamin D is low. Therefore I feel bad. You know, if if somebody comes in, they say if if they say every winter I crash, it's clearly related to light. Then we can say, gosh, there's a strong chance that vitamin D is really related to this. If we do their labs and their omega threes are the worst I've ever seen, like it's deficient, and we put that in there, there's a strong chance you're going to feel better. Yeah. So if we go to people and they say, like Dan Harris. Yeah, okay, I do a little cocaine, you know, but just once a month. Yeah, I sleep three hours a night. Yeah, I then if those guys slow down and meditate, there's a great big chance that, but if I gave Dan Harris vitamin D when he was and said, oh, you had a panic attack on TV, vitamin D and omegas. Right. 
And he kept doing. And that is the tragedy. That got, that's what people want. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's essential oils will fix it's, it. Uh, uh, probiotics. Uh, or let's flip it around. You go to the woman and say, "Oh, read ten percent happier." And she's like, "I'm not doing cocaine. <laughs> I'm I'm sleeping eight hours a night. I have a great marriage and this and that and the other, whatever else." So this is what people have to get is. Don't oversimplify this. Yeah. Do give it wisdom and maturity and an intelligence and and keep leaning forward, striving forward. And one of the, like you said, people, and I'll go back to kind of our beginning thing, they don't know what happy is. Yeah. It's standing right yeah. there in front of them and they simply choose not to be happy with what they have. Yeah. Okay, that's a form of meditation and gratitude. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, Here's another one I, I really want to throw in here to the younger set. So it's really striking to me and you, but now the millennials aren't kids anymore, mm-hmm. right? We're electing them to office. Mm-hmm. Okay, so millennial and Gen Z, probably, as they're coming into their 20s, um, I would say this is a wrong interpretation of life, liberty, and the pursuit of Mm-hmm. Happiness. Okay, so there's now this uh, Wally sort of an idea that it is every it is everybody else's job is to make me happy, to make right. me feel it. It's an entitlement. It's an entitlement. So I get married, and you hear it so often because they make me happy. They they make me laugh. They make me this. They make me that. It is not. I wanted to serve her. I was so impressed with her. I want to serve her. I haven't heard that one. I probably have not said that to (laughs) my wife. I'm thinking to myself. Holy smokes. Okay. So in case I haven't said that, Marcy. uh, (laughs) You are not, and then here you and I would say, it isn't about being happy. I am not on this planet to be happy. And in fact... Let me go. I, I get it. Let me go back yeah. to the beginning when people come in and say, I don't let them say, Doc, I just want to be happy. I'd say that's not rational because I promise something is going to happen today yeah. or tomorrow that makes you unhappy. Are you then going to be off your rocker okay, well, with entitlement? Well, and I wasn't going to go into this, but in truth, I don't like the word happy. I think I don't either. I, but it's because our, our culture has broken. Yeah, it. I want to say joy. I do want okay. joy, the ability, the capacity of joy in me at all times, even in a moment that's not happy. Happiness is, happiness is, I think if you came in most of the times, Kevin, right now, are you happy? What? I don't know. I'm not even thinking. I'm just, I'm working. I have purposeful work. I have joy within me. Am I happy? I'll be happy night when we go home, watch a movie and have some wine. That's kind of happy stuff. It's like, that's like an event to me is a, a moment. I, I was going to use the word event. Like okay. the moment we decide we're going to Disneyland, yeah. there's joy and happiness. The kids, wahoo. And then you have to do the work of getting there. But I would say most any time that I would approach you, whether it was in the morning, doing your devotions, night, going to bed during the day, it's like, hey, Randy, do you, do you have joy in your life? That pretty much any time you're going to say, well, yeah. I mean, it's yes. You have chosen a life you are living a life that you find purposeful joyful whatever and amongst that it allows for a lot of happy times happiness uh yes it's kind of like that thing of i remember my wife saying one time about marriage you know it's i'm not i don't have a fairy tale marriage i have fairy tale moments but it's not a yes. fairy, uh, constantly no sometimes it sucks yes but and that's 
if somebody did say they have a fairy tale marriage, I don't believe them. I I'd say you very shallow. You have a very shallow marriage, or it's been very short. Or she's just showing up today. <laughs> one, one or the other. Here's a flip around, though. Yeah. I all If you ask me or if I asked you on most every day, hey, are you depressed? Well, no. You, no. Now, some people are out there. in Depressing the, moments. Yes. Blue. Yeah. So, so in the clinic, I would say, well, everybody's, you know, you have blue days, blue moments, and you have warm moments, mm-hmm. happy moments. And so think of a sine curve, you know, cosine or sine curve, you know, a squiggly line, Uh ups and downs over the course of your life. We all know that. But then clinical depression would be the lows are too low. They're lower than they should be and they stay low too long. Yeah. Now, why? Well, on the front side of that, which now I think we're going to hit a lot of people that say, oh, well, yeah, you know, blue Monday, happy Friday, but Monday goes to Tuesday and Wednesday, and I have to kind of have a glass of wine to work out of it, uh-huh. or I have Hump to, day of Wednesday. and uh, All of that, right? That's cultural. We all know that. But when it stays too long, or you know you're in a pit, now... It's time to start asking, is it spiritual? Is it exercise? Is it sleep? And the answer is well, yes. Which I was going to say, which is what I do. So that given day or moment when I realize, man, I am struggling right now. I'm feeling kind of despairing or whatever. I'm, I'm wanting, I want to be sensitive enough. And I, th- and I think more and more I am to go, why? Yes. Why? And sometimes I'll find and go, you know, X, Y, Z happened. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling so great. And I'm just going to be aware of that. Yep. And like our buddy, Todd Zeller, I remember him said him saying, sometimes we don't need to just run from that. We need to sit there and sit there and, and be in it. And that's spoken and, to me some. And the other thing that you do that we strive very hard not to do is you don't go and put on a little bit of an attitude expecting your wife to make you better. Oh, that's what our culture does mm-hmm. is now. Well, it's not my fault. And. Somebody else does something the exact same way they've done every day or whatever else, but you hear it a little wrong, mm-hmm. so you put something back in there, and now we're off on one of the on the merry-go-round. Whether it's coworkers or marriage or even within your own head, like self, you're such an idiot. Why, like me? Why didn't I get enough sleep last yeah. night? I mean, I can wallow around in that misery, or. I can choose that I would like to not be miserable, you know, more time. Not that I'm going to bounce over here into a fake happiness, but some, we're back to the word of wisdom, maturity, hold it, Mm -hmm. see it, recognize it. And if I'm a smart person, I'd say, I'm going to go to bed early tonight. And so last night I did. And today's a better day. Yeah. And I started off the day with a walk. We've got another one, you know, there was no snow on the ground, so it's a beautiful day. And, uh, yeah. You know, I, I do want us to say on this, you know, to the, again, granted that we'd all love to have that, that we found the one thing and that that's not always likely, but to look at this, to look at that person who's out there struggling with happiness, struggling with joy, struggling with resilience, struggling with holding it. Uh, I mean, this is why you talk about with your patients and how, you know, questions you start off with and define happiness. You also, I mean, in episode 23, we talked about lab tests, diagnostics, measurements. I mean, those are things that you do. And I mean, you've absolutely found somebody along these lines 
wins of seemingly doing everything right. And you do those tests and find out, holy smokes, you are low in, you did it with me. You went through the yeah. labs and said, Kevin, you're doing well, but over here, man, there's this thing's low that in and of itself, not too bad. But then when you combine that with this thing over here, it's low. I've seen a thread and that is a, I can see the correlation, the thread to why you are X, why you are lacking energy, why you are not sleeping well, why you're jittery, why you're You whatever. can name almost anything. Right. Name anything, yeah. Because we're into the carbon of your car. But I but my I'm I am advocating that there's those people out there that yeah, that's an area of hope that you could go out and look and see where am I possibly what? deficient that I don't know. It hasn't manifested itself necessarily. Well, it's a crack that I'm not aware of and And I'm I'm goosebumpy right now because that is one of my reasons for living. One of my mission, yeah. passion, purposes is because for most people out there who hear that, it isn't a position of hope because they can't go to their local doctor and say, hey, I heard this podcast and can you check me for, uh, I don't even know what, but those guys were talking about vitamin D and biomarkers and whatever. It's wrong. Our system is immoral. And I'm not saying I'm the most moral, righteous, whatever person out there. I am saying, hey, we've got a problem here and you and I have gone through multiple businesses of trying to, what's the best way that we can get people to be aware of not only their own uh, foundations and their nutrition exercise and all that, but they should be able to go and do their biomarkers. Yeah. That, and I think, and you can, you can go online and do your own labs. Well, but how do you interpret them? I know, I, but I, but still, I, and I hate to. I, it's so hard to talk about these things and not give people a resource. Obviously, in whatever state, city you are, you can go search for a functional medicine provider. Unfortunately, I don't know if this is too far. It's almost like saying it's a realtor. Is it somebody who got the real estate license yesterday, or somebody who's an expert <laughs> in it? And, well, right. And, uh, you People, know, are they an MD or a DO or a naturopath or a homeopath? Have and, they really gotten certified or are they just using the terminology of functional medicine? And we also know people who use the term integrative that are at your level, too. So it's it's difficult. You're going to have to vet them, look at their testimonials and, and whatnot. And uh, but see if there's somebody who can do a test, do advanced. What do you call them? Advanced labs, advanced diagnostics. Yeah. And heck, and like interpret it. we I'm smiling. I would say come here. Well, everybody deserves to have a Colorado vacation. And um, yeah, go at true life. Med, uh, yeah. Go, true to life dot com, yeah. go there and do that. But, you know, look in your area now. But you were going to say it's where you're going to get them interpreted. There are places online. Uh, I know Wellness FX. I haven't looked at them in a long time. Everly Well, Wellness FX. There's actually, you and I looked a number of years ago. They're, they're sprouting. There's okay. more and more. Uh, oh, a big one is uh, Live or Life Extension. What's the one you saw on Shark? Yeah, Shark Everly Tank? Well. Oh, is that Everly and Well? Shark Tank okay. did not want well, to buy her stuff. Back to, to Wellness FX, because you and I looked at that as a resource for people out of state at one point. You can go there, you can get the test, but as you said, you know, then you're going to get this thing out. Can you interpret it? You can then pay for a... One of their docs. One of their docs. And here's care. the thing, like all of these things, like Life Extension is, is a really big one. You know, here's the problem. At the end of most of those discussions is a list of buy these vitamins. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, you and I, I sell them too out of the office. It's part of our profit mechanism. It's okay. There's good. 
And I take them, you take them, and we can still boil down to, okay, Randy, I'm going to pin you down. What's the four main you know, pillars of take your vitamins? Well, and we did, uh, so episode 18, we said what supplements are really necessary. Yeah, we did that. And I know that you're, you're, uh, you bristle when you get that test or go to that doc who says, here's $400 a month worth of supplements. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, it, so we're, we're back to there is no perfectly right algorithm. And and this is so complex. So I I like to tell people, so two of the most common complaints is I'm tired, energy and depression, anxiety, my brain, hormones, my relationship, think straight, mental clarity, brain fog. And I would say, okay, look, the the human brain is the most complex instrument in the universe that we know about. Right? Like, like, it's just, so here we are, we're dabbling we're barely scratching the surface in understanding this thing. And yet, you have a brain. And everybody has intimate knowledge of their brain and they have symptoms. I don't feel well. I don't feel happy. I don't feel joy. What is going on? So when they come into the doctor and they say that, I, I, I mean, really, you want somebody else to hop inside your head and figure it out and say, oh, you need vitamin D. It's, that's just an irrational hope. It's so complex. And number two is energy. Yeah. I mean, really? You mean kilojoules per centimeter squared on your body? You want your skin to be a little bit warmer, that kind of energy? Or do you mean attitude, like I feel like taking out the trash? Mm-hmm. It's so... Like mental capacity. It, it, resilience, it capacity, like all of the whatever we mean by energy, but we don't mean E equals MC squared. Right. <laughs> we don't say, can I have some more M? I do. When you said <laughs> it, I did think I, I want I want as much capacity to do X, Y, Z, to think, feel, Whatever, and I think about that with the term. Sure, use energy. I want to be fully charged, just like my, well, fully charged. That was uh, Tom Rath's book. Tom Rath, the guy with uh, Success 2.0, author. Fully charged. I want to be fully charged, just like I want to come down and when I run out the door, pick my phone up off the charger, and it is fully charged. Go. If you got a Tesla, <laughs> you want it fully charged, uh, so you, it'll do what you want it to do. I want to be that way. I do too. We and capacity, resilience, but you and I know enough to know. It isn't going to be found in your supplement bottles that morning. Right. That's now, couldn't the supplement bottles help? You and I know enough to say yes. Apparently, That's we believe it enough that we're it. buying them. And I took mine this morning. Yep. Buying and selling. I'm out of my Omegas. I'll be getting those after the show. <laughs> yeah. And I, yes, you're also late in rechecking that biomarker. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Well, hey, I hope that does. I, you know, again, my, my goal was to give hope, uh, give uh, hope to that person who's out there doing so many of the right things uh, that here's another area to look at that you could have, you know, a deficiency here, uh, something going on that is hurting your capacity to hold on to happiness, but we'll say hold on to joy. Yeah. Well, friends, here is to you and me too, solidifying the containers of our body, mind, and soul to receive and retain happiness, joy, and hope. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to this self-helpful podcast. I hope that you take the discussion and continue it, talk about it with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others 